I am Dr. Tasha Browning, a trauma therapist, and this is The Trauma Perspective. In this podcast, we will discuss various topics surrounding mental health, trauma work, trauma healing, and explore the lived experiences of trauma survivors. Be warned, trauma is a dirty topic. It is thick with hurt and it reveals some of the ugliest sides of human existence. These discussions may not be appropriate for all listeners. So take a breath, stay present, and let's discuss the trauma perspective. Welcome back to The Trauma Perspective. This is the second episode in our series on birth trauma, the fourth trimester. And boy, is this not a aspect of the birth experience that we talk about. And, there, and I call it the birth experience because we go through three trimesters of pregnancy and then we give birth. But in this fourth trimester, no one tells you that you are actually birthing a new identity, and that is of parenthood. And this is also the trimester that, in my opinion, is a shared trimester because the birthing of parenthood is experienced by you and your partner in the way in which we you process the care of your child and plus all the changes that you are currently going through and have gone through. The trauma that can take place within this trimester is a mixed bag because this is also a time where you probably are reflecting upon your pregnancy experience and then maybe even your labor and birth experience and your sharing in this new caregiving role and also probably experiencing levels of gratitude too with having a new baby and going through all the changes that take place with caring for a life. And it could be a lot and it can be as wonderful as it is uh, challenging. But with that, there's a couple different areas that tend to pop up in people's experiences when they think about dealing with a level of trauma that could possibly take place in this fourth trimester. And being a new parent myself, I will say that this is definitely not a trimester that people talk about from the perspective of the parents and the birthing person who just delivered. We tend to focus more on the child and the milestones and the baby and uh, And I would just like to, for this podcast, to not focus on the baby. This is solely for focusing on um, understanding the experiences of the parents that are living out this new phase of their life. So during this challenging time, a couple different areas that we run into um, that are very traumatic are one, we start to have birth reflections. And this is where maybe we perhaps we didn't get the birth that we were expecting. Maybe our birth plan had some different obstacles that we had to navigate. And so we can be in a state of grieving while also being grateful for having our new baby and our new life. And then also if we experience trauma during that birth experience, we could also have a state of gratitude for our own life in grief for the life that we lost and for the experience we did not get to have that was expected. This would all be perfectly normal in your processing of such a traumatic event. But I think that the thing to remember here 
is we in this new phase are sometimes not given time to heal from those experiences. And as a birthing individual, I would classify myself as a mother. As a mother, I I don't necessarily think that you're even um, given time to think that it's okay to acknowledge that you had a rough experience or that you need to heal from that experience, the focus is automatically turned towards making sure that you are caring for the child so that the child continues to grow and develop and become healthy. And there's not enough important attention given to the healing of the mother as a way to safeguard the health of the child. I think the second thing um, that we deal with in the fourth trimester that could be a, a bit hectic is feeding and breastfeeding in particular, which I think I have decided to dedicate its own episode because the challenges and the crap that goes on with breastfeeding deserves its own uh, episode. So please uh, come back for that episode in our third uh, episode in this series dedicated to breastfeeding. The third uh, thing that pops up in the trimester becomes the increased workload, an increased workload that is sometimes more priorly dedicated to women in that there is increased housework, increased work to care for the child, and increased physical load to physically care for the child. And also, if you are choosing to breastfeed to be the primary nutrition source for the child, along with attending to your own physical needs, increased workload comes in all of those different areas. And then this is where this is a shared trimester is that this workload becomes a new experience for your partner too. Um, Your partner hopefully is sharing in the tasks of parenting, which include this new level of understanding the importance and the amount of work it takes to keep a child alive. And that could be messy. It could make individuals feel very trapped. It could make um, people have regrets. It could make people feel stifled in the experience of motherhood. And you could very easily have moments where you can happily be enjoying the little nuances of having a baby and the tidbits of chaos that comes with that experience. And in the next second, you could be falling completely apart and that would still be a shared experience for both partners and a very valid experience in the way in which emotions are processed in parenthood. The fourth thing that pops up in this fourth trimester that isn't talked about is going back to work. And this is a very tricky um, situation. And it is also a situation that very much touches home for me. And that is to be a working parent and to be a working mother in this day and age is not very much supported by this society. The non-existent maternity leave in this country, if you are privileged enough to have maternity leave or paid maternity leave, you are very lucky. But for the most part, this country does not have any support for parents, and it does not have any legislation that supports maternity leave or have pro-family type of policies in place that would definitely make this fourth trimester 
a lot easier to navigate. So regardless of what your circumstances are, whether you're self-employed or whether you're going back to work, it always seems like you are starting things a little bit sooner than you would like to, or maybe even than you anticipated for the sake of needing to work because you need a way to be able to support yourself and your child. In that, you run into another workload at work, and that is dealing with these episodes of one guilt, because whether you are a mother or father, there's still this level of guilt as a parent going back to work and knowing that you have to leave the needs of your child and the care of your child to someone else. There is also a financial load to paying for childcare in this country that is extremely expensive and not supported society-wise. And it's not something that's talked about enough. The labor that goes into making the decision to go back to work and the cost, um, the financial cost, the emotional cost, the physical cost to you and the infant is not something that is talked about enough. The other work that's experienced, the other workload while you're going back to work is as a mother, are you are you deciding to pump breast milk? Are you trying to feed throughout the day and also work? If you have that situation from work from home or a very understanding workplace, all of those things become secondary jobs that is tacked on to uh, your responsibilities throughout the day along with your tasks and schedule at work. And all of that is more than challenging and almost impossible. I think that one of the um, major issues right now in the fourth trimester that definitely could make this entire process a lot um, easier and uh, more encouraging for any parent is if there were more of a social structure and more pro-family policies in this country to support that process of transitioning a infant and a family into this new life and allowing parents to actually be parents before having to dive into working and putting the care of their child secondary to the priorities of their employment. The next thing that comes in the fourth trimester that is talked about a lot. Now, this one is talked about a lot, and I think this one may be talked about too much because I, th I think that although there are some very traumatic things that can take place with the sleep experience, which is the sixth topic. Sleep is only one aspect of having that new baby. Sleep deprivation is real and parents do go through it. Really, the sleep phase is more temporary compared to all the other things that we're discussing. Sleep is also another shared aspect of the fourth trimester challenges. Whether you're not sleeping or your partner's not sleeping or the baby's not sleeping, sleep is definitely an experience um, that is shared. So do not compare your sleep schedule, your sleep needs with any other parent's experience with sleep or with lack of sleep during this fourth trimester of having this new baby at home. I find that sleep is something that can be negotiated if you have good partnership to help each other get adequate sleep. And I know a lot of that depends upon your personal schedules and then what the baby allows you to do, but you can sort of reclaim some of those sleepless nights with a little bit of partnership 
and a little bit of communication um, with your partner to help you get through these first uh, few months until it does get better because it does get better as the baby gets older. So these last four areas that we're going to discuss are the areas where I want to spend a little bit more time and attention in addressing in this podcast. And that is one, how there can be lots of rage and tears and emotions in this fourth trimester um, with new parents and definitely with the person who's given birth. And this takes place because of a couple different emotions. One, there are hormonal changes that can cause postpartum depression and anxiety and probably even bring out some obsessive compulsive tendencies. So that's a given because of the difficult chemical um, changes and transitions in your body and, and just the lifestyle changes that you have to go through. But I do find too that something I don't think um, has been brought to people's attention is that when you become a parent and this initial trimester is your first experience at parenthood, it does bring up and it does trigger some of your own childhood trauma. I know and with the patients that I've worked with, having a child and going through these first few months actually brought up more of their own childhood trauma and some things that they were not even aware of. Please take note that if you experienced any type of neglect or abandonment, that is definitely in this area of development of taking care of your baby is something that could definitely be triggered. Um, it is not just hormonal. Remember, trauma is not just is it is not a hormonal experience at all. We can have trauma and start to experience trauma in this change of our life related to this event of going through three months of a brand new child. This can be a triggering, a trauma triggering event for other traumas and things that we've experienced in our life, especially in our childhood. Taking care of our new infant brings about thoughts of the type of parents that we had, the personalities of our parents, the ways in which we experience hunger, the way in which we relate to food and eating, right? The way in which we experience cleanliness. Was there an, an era of, you know, not being able to have access to clean water? Was poverty a part of your childhood experience? Was the workaholism with two parents working or not having enough bonding time with your parents? And then now you are really concerned about the bonding and the guilt and that going back to work with your child. Like all of these things can be triggered in these in these experiences, these 12 weeks with your new baby. And that does sometimes create a lot of rage and a lot of anger and then a lot of tears about what is going on in your life and what you want for your baby and your future. This trimester also allows you an opportunity to start exploring healing. And you notice I said exploring because no one um, can be expected to just take on the work of healing while doing all this other work of caring for your baby. But it is possible to start taking on that healing and also maybe even just recognizing that there's some work and some healing that you're going to have to do around your childhood experiences so that it does not seep into your parenting in a way that you don't want it to. I'm not going to lie. That's a process. That's going to take some time and some work. You're going to really feel that. You're going to really feel the change and 
it's going to take a level of pullback and awareness, strength, and understanding of who you are versus the trauma identity that you developed for survival in order to heal that generational trauma and not continue to pass it down your lineage. Those are big thoughts and emotions to embrace at this very vulnerable, delicate time of being a new parent. This next uh, part of the fourth trimester, number eight, is your body. You got sore bits, sore nipples, sore everything, right? Sore bottoms, and your body is hurting. Your body is also healing and changing its structure and nature every day in some ways to meet the needs of the infant and in some ways to reconstruct and heal you from the inside out. When people talk about or when they are like, when you go to the gynecologist or with when you're with your OB or your midwife, they're going to talk about all of these changes that take place because of the birth. So they're going to tell you and it, people talk to you about the bleeding and maybe you had to get sutures or maybe you have a C-section or maybe unfortunately you could have experienced some uh, medical or some physical trauma because of the birth. And they're going to cover all of these parts, right, of what the what happens, what's left over, right, after the pregnancy. And they do make it sound like that. They make it sound like, okay, so this is what you're left with. This is the body that you're left with after your pregnancy. And to some respects, yes, it, you may be like that. But in other ways, no, no one talks about all of the more powerful things that your body has changed into because the other aspect of giving birth is knowing that your body in all of its amazing, wonderful splendor just created an entire human being and brought it into this world through that wonderful portal that is your uterus and there is a level of beauty that you are left with. You are left with this very magical body, this very temple of a body to care for. And the way in which it's approached is more we're left with the scars of our pregnancy. When anybody approaches the body and we approach it from this perspective of here we are in this perfect scar-free pre-pregnancy body and then after your pregnancy you have this scarred traumatized body that's going to automatically put you in a different state of being during this fourth trimester of what to expect and what not to expect but what it's not doing is also mentally allowing you to embrace and feel a level of gratitude and wonder and splendor and gratefulness that should also be a part of that change that your body has experienced. Because as a human being, we can have two emotions and two experiences at the same time. You can grieve the loss of your former body 
Okay, you can grieve that loss and also have gratitude too for the body that you have now in all of the wonderfulness and magic that it was able to achieve. You can have two experiences in both. You can have the experience of not having the birthing experience and the birth plan that you wanted. You can grieve that. You can grieve not having that vaginal birth, right? But you can also at the same time be grateful for that C-section that may have saved your life and saved the life of your baby. You can also at the same time be grateful for the fact that you went through traumatic um, birth, but you still survive it. We can be grateful for our survival. We can also be grateful for maybe some of the lessons that we learned in that experience, but we can also grieve the experience and to be upset about the experience. And so both of those things are taking place in our bodies and both of those things should be reflected upon. And in that reflection, it is important that we stop rushing You can't rush your physical healing. You can't rush your emotional healing. I don't know why we are always in such a rush to get to the finish line. We rush toward the finish line and we don't even really know what the finish line looks like, but we still rush towards it instead of actually being in the present moment and allowing the process to take us towards the finish line. And I do mean like allowing the process to gradually move you forward, right, in a very um, organic fashion that allows your body to heal and develop in a way that is best for you because you're allowing it the time and grace to give you what it's got to give you instead of rushing towards a place that you think that you should be. Usually the process is more important than the perceived outcome because the process allows us to get to the outcome That's for our highest good. Rushing takes us to a perceived outcome that we believe we want. And the last thing that comes about in this fourth trimester is one, first off, your life has changed. It's not unusual, once again, to feel sad. Um, It's okay that some things are gone. Uh, It's okay that your life has changed, that you feel sad that your partnership with your partner has changed. It's okay. There's been some rough moments and there's been some miscommunication. It's okay that things have changed, that you grieve the things that have changed. It's okay to know that there may be more changes in the future. That does not necessarily mean that this whole situation is falling apart. Your feelings are very valid. Change is not always equal bad. Sometimes things change and it's changed for the better. Both of these scenarios could happen. Unfortunately, maybe there could also be change and it not be for the good. But to understand that life has changed and to be having, you know, feelings around that and to be in a state of grief because maybe some part of this life changed experience that you had involved a trauma in your birth or current trauma that you could be facing given these 12 weeks of transition that you're going through is not something that should be taken lightly and it's something that should be acknowledged. Loving every minute of this newborn stage with all the cuddles and embraces is great if that's you. But if you feel mentally and physically trapped, if you have brain fog that you don't know how to overcome or you're feeling some insecurities, that's also pretty normal too as a human being. Feeling like you are having awareness that you could possibly have anxiety or 
postpartum depression because you've been educated and you've researched and so you anticipate that this could be a thing. And so you're looking to be able to nip those feelings in the bud instantly. Okay, if you are able to do, that's wonderful. But if you find yourself, even with a sense of awareness of postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression, and you're having a problem having control over your emotions, so you're Googling everything because you don't know what to do or you don't know if you're doing things right, guess what? That's also you being a normal human being, having a very human experience, going through a very challenging, life-changing time. And any of those things you're using to cope with this time is helping you survive this experience. If you're someone who's able to jump into a routine within a couple months and you're juggling it all and you got your list made and you're going down your list, congratulations. If you've been able to do that 100%, kudos to you. But also, it's perfectly normal to not have everything together. Sometimes that type A personality that we have needs to calm down and instead jump into knowing how to go with the flow of things, knowing how to just operate life day by day, hour by hour. Sometimes you have to ride the wave of not having a consistent routine. If you are someone who is used to having a very established pre-baby lifestyle and maybe very independent in your activities and maybe you had a very uh, full social life of activities and those sorts of things and you've lived that life without having any responsibility to anybody else but yourself, now everything that you do may seem to bring on a sense of guilt. Why? Because you may start to think that you engaging in any type of activity is actually taking away from your responsibilities um, as a parent or a mother or maybe a breastfeeding mother. Any of those types of transitions and how we have activities and identities outside of Our experience of parenthood does sometimes bring about these sorts of feelings of guilt and all of that, once again, is perfectly normal because as we are changing and growing in life um, and transitioning as parents, we have to learn how to continue to support and nourish our personal identities because that's healthy. As we also bring on new identities that we're going to continue to bring on in this journey of life. We have to learn how to not feel guilty about taking time for ourselves and engaging in some of those activities and that lifestyle that we had before baby, um, especially if they are things that um, help us with our mental health, bring us joy, help us with our physical health and make us feel whole. We do better as human beings and as as, um, parents when we do maintain and do try to partake in supporting and nourishing those identities along with taking care of our children. And then lastly, you may be expecting that your transition into having a baby and into your new lifestyle is something that will feel very natural to you. And that's not always the case because transitioning into this new lifestyle can also feel very isolating. It can feel like a loss of freedom And it can feel like you are the only mother in the world who is up at 3 a.m. nursing a very loud crying baby. Or it can feel like you are the only dad or mother or partner um, or spouse at work the next day who is working on two hours of sleep. And you are not the only person 
in the world to have experienced this and those feelings of a loss of freedom, a loss of personal identity, a lot of isolating feelings, feelings can be very natural in this fourth trimester and uh, this transition into this new um, way of living. I think the one thing that um, should be stressed about this fourth trimester that, you know, even as a new mother was not stressed uh, to me is that parents need just as much care in this trimester as the baby. And then the birthing person who went through the birthing process honestly needs just as much care in this trimester as the infant. And it's really important that we start to highlight that more. There are too many times that mothers are not cared for and do not take care of themselves or don't have supportive partners that can act care for them during this time of healing. And that then prevents and doesn't support the mother to be uh, the best caregiver that she can be for the baby. Part of that support that's needed in this uh, trimester to help the mother heal is partnership in caring for the infant in this whole fourth trimester and transitioning period. It's not just important to focus on those three trimesters of pregnancy and think that once the baby's out that everything is okay, that the hard part is done for the birthing person. It is expected with uh, pregnancy that this is going to be different from anything that you've experienced up until that point in life. But once the baby has come out, it's not necessarily emphasized. Again, that experience also is a transitioning experience to a new identity in your life, and that is parenthood. And then it is not expressed enough that transition into parenthood for people can be very triggering and we have to care for ourselves in this transition while we also care for our baby. It cannot be just a focus on caring for the baby. If at all during this time you need to seek support from a mental health professional, I would highly recommend that you find someone who has experience in postpartum depression or someone who has experience in postpartum traumatic stress. Not just the type of trauma experience being from working with like maybe a PTSD um, diagnosis, but they have a specific experience and knowledge skill background in this postpartum period where you are transitioning into um, motherhood. And but was a level of birth trauma that needs to be attended to that is also affecting this transition into parenthood. As always, there will be resources and research to support some of the topics discussed in this podcast on my website, thehealingbodymethod.com. I always provide additional resources for you to do your own research, but also just to see where I'm coming from listed underneath each podcast on that section of my website. Thank you for listening today and hopefully you will join me for the third episode in this series dedicated to breastfeeding. And boy, uh, I can't wait to dive into that because we have a guest for that too. So until then, bye.